Att det lät bara nej nej, gå någon. Hör upp stepen please. Vi rekord. Hey girls. Hi everybody. It's a crack. Let's see if we get um there's Emily. Let's see if we can get her on. There she is. Hey Emily. How are you? I can hear you. You're looking so beautiful. Uh, I can hear you now. You're looking so beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I brushed my hair. It makes a change. <laughs> How are you? How's your little boy? Sick is he? This is why I look like this. He's so bad. The crutter is just um. Is it had he actually end up getting an antibiotic there now? So they didn't oh. test him for that strep A, but um, it all is something. So just thank God. It's just the temperature. It was, yeah. His temperature was 39 something whenever he was out doing it to doctors. That was even way the Ibrofen. So we were like, right, okay. It's so scary. The temperature, I think, is one of the most scary things. When uh, it, it starts fighting like that, you're like, hmm. It won't go down. It just won't go down. So hopefully not. But I know that there's a lot of girls that's going to be either running late or there's three that cannot make it because of Christmas shopping duties. <laughs> no stress <laughs> and then um, there are the girls that's going to be running late but they're going to be joining in, in the middle of it panic. okay no panic at all yeah um, so will I, will I fire away you fire away darling you fire away fabulous right so hello ladies Um, so we are nearly into Christmas would you believe Um, and I was talking to Giselle early, earlier today and over the weekend and I was kind of thinking, you know what would be really um, important to talk about is kind of boundaries and communication because I think over the Christmas season sometimes there can be a lot of things that come in our way, I suppose, um, or things that we kind of have to go along with or things, you know, social events or, you know, all these work parties, all these things and um, sometimes it's kind of hard to, to even know what your boundaries are, first of all, and if you do have them, to how to communicate them and how to stick to them, because there's nothing worse than when you really don't want to do something, but then you feel like you have to, and then you end up doing it, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know why I've done that. So that's kind of what I'm going to chat about this evening, because I think it's really topical, kind of going into Christmas, that you're able to let's communicate um, in a way that you feel confident doing so, that there's, it's kind of like a bulletproof formula, we'll say, on how to create and maintain a boundary. And that way, then, no matter, you know, how many in-laws or family or friends that you're seeing over the Christmas season, you'll feel confident enough to be able to, to kind of chat to them. So that is where we are at. Right. So the first thing I would like to talk about today is to do values. So um, a lot of the time we think that communicating a boundary means that we're just like telling people that we don't want to happen. That's that's usually what I hear is like, oh, sure, I have to just tell them what I don't want or I have to tell them what I don't like. But that's really not true. And if you're just communicating what you don't want to happen, the other person will just end up with their being annoyed, feeling defensive, feeling like they've been attacked. So what I want to do is kind of build the blocks together to make an effective boundary. So hello, ladies that have just joined. I saw a couple of heads coming in there. Um, so we're just talking a little bit on boundaries here now, kind of ahead of the Christmas season. Um, so I'm going to be asking for a little bit of feedback there if, you, if you're able to get settled in a second or two after um, your shopping or your work or wherever you were. 
Um, so the first thing I would love you to answer is what are your top priorities? So what I mean by that is I'd like to hear some feedback in the chat box or if you want to unmute yourself, I'm happy enough for that as well. What would you hold most dear in your life, we'll say? That you wouldn't be happy if people bent the rules with it. Things you know that when it comes to you, they're absolutely non-negotiable. So say myself, I know one of mine is that I wouldn't tolerate bullying. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be okay that if someone was bullying somebody else in my presence, I don't think I'd be able to stay quiet, even though I'd have that little inner conflict that I don't want to get involved or I don't like being in, involved in an argument or anything like that. But it would be a value of mine where I'd be like, no, I actually just can't tolerate that at all. Or a value of mine is, is kindness. So, and I know that a priority of mine is to see others treated with kindness as well. So if I don't feel there, I'll more likely feel I have to say something. So some feedback in the chat box of ones you already know off the top of your head. This can be work, professional, personal, any values that you know you live by. Um, so pop them in or unmute yourselves by all means. I am not fussy either way. Um, and let's just kind of get some feedback. And this will be, say, starting the building blocks then of where your boundaries start. So prejudgment of others, yeah. Um, definitely something, you know, that these are all things that sometimes as well we don't realize how much of a big part they play in our lives so say if um this is something that you know is something that you live by or is a value that's ticking around in the back for you then if someone goes against it you mightn't realize at the time but you'll get really annoyed you'll get pissed off and you'll be like oh i don't understand why i'm so annoyed i don't understand why i'm so pissed off right now but the reality is that person's went against one of your values and against one of your boundaries. And then as a result, of course, you're nice, crush stuff. You know, it makes sense. Um, so let's get a couple of more in there or even be thinking about them anyway, um, of kind of values that, you know, you live by professional, personal. It can be, you know, a value of kindness, a value of whatever or, you know, whatever it is. Um, what are the kind of values are there? I've forgotten every value that I hold. <laughs> oh god you know like it could be you know being on time literally it could be absolutely anything um and you know it's it's kind of knowing what they are to start with knows where your boundaries will lie because if you don't know what your values are and if you don't know say what's important to you what's kind of non-negotiable and what is something that you would not tolerate any shite on basically then you won't know how to create a boundary because you won't know where your values are so you know, would you have a value around family? Would you have a value around being a good friend? Would you have a value around, you know, um, putting 110% into work? So I know that a girl recently was saying to me that, you know, she was getting really pissed off with a girl at work um, and she was she was finding it hard to, to work with her. Um, and the more that we kind of uncovered about it, the more it came out that she held a value that everyone should be given 110% at work. Um, but this, this girl felt that you should do the bare minimum and just kind of scrape along and just go along. So their values clashed um, but it wasn't either person's fault that their values were different and the communication around that was probably kind of poor to be honest so knowing what your values are you know anyone speaking badly to family members absolutely like you know it's that's a, probably a common one even if you're not someone who likes conflict even if you're not someone who wants to be speaking up and things like that it's likely that if someone's really mean to your family member you're gonna you're gonna get pissed off about it so okay so we're at a stage where we might know what a value is. We're confident in communicating it now is an expert. So answer me now, what do you feel is the biggest obstacle when communicating a boundary? So even if you're not sure what, what a boundary is, even if it's something where 
someone says something and then you feel like you want to say no but then you're like oh Jesus I just said yeah because it's easier I just just any of those situations where you're like I just I just gave in it was easier just gave in so what stops you what do you think your biggest obstacle is what stops you from being able to follow through and be like no I actually don't feel like doing that today or no I don't want to go there with you or no I don't want that extra drink or whatever it is not knowing how they will react yeah absolutely very big one uh scared of the reaction very big one yeah and you don't upset the other person sometimes don't let anyone down yeah all big obstacles to to getting the words out of your mouth it can just be a, just like a, a massive wall at your mouth worrying what they will think of me is a huge huge one yeah um what they will think yeah so everyone is kind of on the same boat we'll say um so either you're scared of their reaction you don't want to let people down worry what they'll think and you know it can be hard then to kind of push through that you know so it can be hard to think you know what maybe they're and you're oh, we've all been there we've all imagined what they're going to say as if they're going to scream into your face they're going to be like oh my god I can't let you know it's very rare that that happens but that is the narrative that we kind of say to ourselves right so important to think of that now and that that's in the back burner and that's that's maybe some of the barriers that we face at the moment so you know really good feedback there on how it's difficult to communicate our boundaries and the obstacles that a lot of us share together especially um not an easy thing to do by any means but the more that we lean away from it the more we don't live by our values and the more we feel our needs are unmet and that we're simply disrespected some of the time so you know that's that's really hard to take if you feel like someone's disrespected you or feel like they're not meeting your needs or they're not listening to you a lot of the time your self-worth will start to go down as well you'll be kind of like well why don't they listen to me you know why, what what can I do like they don't they don't respect me or whatever else so there are five things I'd like to chat to you about when communicating a boundary like how you all feel that you should be able to and I want to kind of give you confidence by the end of this and make you feel that say that those barriers that we talked about are are less of an issue we'll say so the first thing I'd like to talk about today is to do <laughs> to do with values I'm, I'm, I'm repeating myself it's one of those kind of evenings anyway the first thing is around communication um so Communicating the boundary is probably the hardest part, right? So I know there you're kind of thinking, what will they think? And, you know, uh, generating that scenario in your head where they're fighting you and all of those kind of things. But communication is a, a three-way process when we feel that we've either been disrespected or hurt, especially. And generally, these are kind of work scenarios. So by that, I mean, you don't just say, I don't like that and don't do it again. So this is kind of going back to when I was saying earlier about just saying, that you don't like something and leaving it at that that kind of just ends up with that person feeling like they're attacked or feeling defensive and nothing actually no communication being out there at all so they don't know how to improve it they don't know what they've done wrong and now they feel probably a bit ashamed and embarrassed and might go to anger as well you know so how we do it is we communicate first your need second how it makes you feel and when it isn't met in the right way and finally I think this is where most people fall down how to effectively meet it right so i'll say that again so communicate first your need so your your need what you need from them second how it makes you feel when it's not met and third the the most the most important one is how they can not do how they can do it better the next time so instead of saying don't speak to me like that again you're saying something like i don't like being spoken to with a raised voice it makes me feel uncomfortable and I would prefer that you would speak more calmly with me in future. That's it. It's a little bit, you know, they, they, you've literally given them a foolproof blueprint on, okay, so this is what I don't like about it. 
it, it, this is the way it makes me feel because at the end of the day nobody can ever dispute the way you feel that's always a good one to throw in a boundary because nobody can say you don't feel that way it's like how do you know <laughs> you know nobody knows how you feel so it's always a good one to throw into a boundary and then how you, they can improve it or fix it for the next time so there's no disputing it they just cannot argue with you, with you on that one because you're telling them but you're also saying okay this is how how it can be met next time this is this is just what i need from you and and it's not a offensive and it's not you know an attack so the three-way process is unmet value or need plus the feeling of it being unmet plus how you can meet it in the future and that's that is say the the formula that all the <laughs> psychotherapists in the world myself included and all of the mindset experts and all of those people will use that is just the bulletproof formula a plus b plus c equals boundary <laughs> that is basically what it is so you're faced with a work situation, someone speaks over you in a meeting or something like that, and you don't appreciate how it made you look in there or how it made you feel. So instead of, I don't know, flipping the table and <laughs> cursing them out of it or causing a scene or shouting, you can wait till afterwards. So sometimes, you know, taking a little bit of a second, taking a breath, having a breath, because, you know, sometimes when we act in emotion, God knows what will come out of our mouth as well. So call them aside and say, the unmet value, when people speak over me in meetings, feeling it makes me feel a little bit embarrassed and hurt and in future I would prefer for me that this didn't happen in meetings so that you're doing everything you know this is this is what happened I didn't really like it, it made me feel this way and if you just didn't do it in future I actually would feel great so it just covers all your bases basically your formula and if, if it's something especially I, th I find this one really does work well at work um or with kind of more professional with colleagues and things like that because at the end of the day you're just trying to get out there to 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 say look I don't want you to do it again I also don't want to fight with you I don't want this conflict but I, I can't keep working and living like this right so that's the first thing is around the the communication and boundary formula we'll say so a good one to think about have it even in the back of your head that that's a way a boundary is even structured and it'll feel a little bit more natural to be able to pull it out of yourself as well so the second thing then is to always where you can now speak in terms of I when creating a boundary so if you lean into a conversation and you say, you spoke over me, that was an asshole move. And now I feel like shit. That feels like an attack, you know? So if I was to say, Giselle, you did this to me and you made me feel like this. And if you didn't do it, then this wouldn't have happened. Likely Giselle would be like, Jesus, like I feel absolutely shocking over that. Or I feel guilty or I feel ashamed is probably the big one that comes up with shame. And when people go to shame, people will react in anger. So if you go to shame someone and you say you, 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 which just triggers their defense battery and straight away they'll, they'll start pulling back from you or they'll get angry. So they might double down then, which is what a lot of people do. So if they do feel attacked, the likelihood is that they'll double down. They'll not listen to you. So it's really just not an effective way to communicate if it's just from your point of view, because at the end of the day, you know, as I said, they, they can't argue with how you feel. So putting that in there. And if you think that you're saying you a lot, just even put in I instead, like even just change it up a little bit. And I, I promise you, they just can't dispute it when you're saying this is from the way that I'm feeling. This is the way from I the way I experienced this and I experienced this to be like this. And it made me feel like this. And for my value to be met in future, I would appreciate if this was done. And there's no you and that person's probably like they have literally no leg to stand on because they can't be like, well, she told me that it's all my fault. And that's where the conflict fit comes in. 
So if you can remove, and if it, again, if you need to take a breath, because sometimes when we're creating a boundary or we're trying to get it out, it's this anxiety feeling, we're all kind of like a bit pent up. We don't know how to get it out. And if you need to take a breath, if you need to take a second and do that and then do it afterwards, no one deserves like immediate access to your time. So you can always be like, I'll just be back in five minutes there. I'm going to the toilet. Go to the toilet, stare at the walls. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, you don't, nobody deserves immediate access or an immediate response. So if someone has annoyed you or someone's pissed you off, take a breath, take a second, go and think about what you're going to say. You do not have to respond to them in that exact moment. You do not have to say, actually, yeah, no, this is what is, um, you're absolutely vomiting all over this place. You don't need to do that. Take a second, go figure it out. <laughs> Go figure it out in the toilet. Go have your go have a pretend fight in the mirror if you need to do that, and formulate what you're going to say. Think about the the boundary formula. Think about how can I remove the word you from this, and think about that in the bathroom. Think about that if you are saying, "Oh, I'm just going to go grab some paper." Think about it on the way down there, and that's it. So just always take a second. Nobody deserves the free access to your time. So what about a boundary with yourself, i.e. letting yourself off the hook more often than not? <laughs> Our good old friend, uh, the, the self-sabotage button, isn't it? <laughs> so this um, comes back a lot to um, the, the values of things as well. So, you know, one thing I would encourage you all to do after this is to sit down and think about what are my values, right? So, you know, values can be a lot of things and I can send you some examples as well Giselle, that you can send to the girls and they can have a look at which values that there would be in their lives but if you don't know what your values are you won't know when you're not meeting them okay but if you don't meet your values if you don't meet things that are, are valuable in your life regularly and even if you don't know that that's not what's happening you're going to feel sad or you're going to feel anxious or you're going to feel angry or all of these other things so say you have a, a value of being say a good mom right so that's one of your values I want to be a good mom I I hold that dear to me and I would I would be kind of annoyed if things got in my way of doing that so that's that's what I would like and say then because of work and everything else that was going on you're spending less time at home so then you might not think about it you might not deep dive into it but your boundary there around say your value of spending time with your your family and being a good mom and all of that is probably being a little bit compromised not saying that you're a bad mom or anything like that, but that's the way that you will feel. You will feel, I'm not spending enough time at home. Oh God, this is terrible. Da, da, da. And then as a result, you'll feel really shit. And if you don't check in, so if your value is, oh, I want to be a good mom, and then what does that look like? First of all, is it realistic? <laughs> I give out to people all the time for having unrealistic expectations, but is it realistic? But if it is realistic, that's absolutely fine. But if you're not, so that's your boundary, that's your self-boundary, whatever the value is, and whatever way you think of that. So if you're thinking, I, I have a value of being a good mom, what does that look like? Make sure it's realistic. <laughs> what does it look like? And if you are trying to do that as much as you possibly can, then, then you're living within your boundary. But if you're, if you're not going to do that, then you're going to feel shitty about yourself. And it's the same, say, on the physical journey of things as well. So this is where it comes in a little bit more often is when you know people are saying oh I want to lose weight or I want to maintain we'll say um and it a lot of this actually comes into maintenance more than it does with losing weight because people have this say 
big shiny goal when they're losing a lot of weight but when you get to the the maintenance stage there's less of a shiny goal there's less of a shiny object in your face to 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 keep it going because you're like well I've done it <laughs> I finished now I've got to my target weight I'm done and then you might start letting things slip but your value might be around you know body confidence feeling healthy being around your kids and being able to to whatever it is you know um, just feel healthier in yourself and all of those kind of things as well and if you don't abide by that boundary so that value of being healthy being confident working towards yourself that self-development piece all of those kind of things then that's going to slip and you're going to feel shit about yourself so it, it is a case of self-sabotage if you get in your own way there is a fallout to it. So if you let yourself off the hook, then you don't do the workouts, you don't show up, you don't, you know, there's going to be a fallout to that too. So if you don't do it, something happens anyway. So if you're saying, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to leave the, the workouts go. First of all, think about your value. So do you have a value around body confidence? Do you have a value around feeling healthy? Do you have a value around, say, living a long time or any of that or value around food or whatever it is? Or having a good relationship with food or having a um, being strong and being um, confident, all of those kind of things. And if you value around that, if you're not meeting it, then you're going to feel shit. But as well, you know, think about the, the fallout. So what's the fallout if you don't do your workouts this week? Fallout. If you don't do your workouts for a couple of weeks, you're going to see a difference. You're going to feel that the weight is going back on. You're going to feel less confident. Your clothes are going to start feeling different. And, you know, then the only person that you're kidding yourself when you leave yourself off the hook is yourself. <laughs> you're not kidding anyone else because the only person who's going to feel that is you. So if you don't follow through on things that you you said that you were going to do because you knew that you wanted to feel a certain way or it was going to benefit your life or it was going to have this positive impact on your life. And the boundary around that was, you know, three workouts a week and like a walk every day or whatever it is. I don't know. But whatever they are. And if that's the boundary and say that you leave to that boundary slip the only person you're kidding is yourself because there's a negative fallout too just because you can't see it straight away it builds after time and I'm sure everyone here doesn't want to go back to the first day that they they got on the call which is L you know nobody wants to feel like that so there is always a negative fallout and the unhealthy coping mechanisms start to creep in because we feel shit about ourselves yeah so you know it can be around alcohol or it can be around, um, you know, staying up really late. So a lot of people, you know, when we start to have those negative thoughts, we we don't like to sit with ourselves and we find it's really hard to stay alone and all of those kind of things. So we end up staying up until like 2 a.m. And then we're like, oh, my sleep is terrible. But at, you're not addressing the real thing. So if your boundaries are slipping, you're not actually addressing the fact that you're not living to your values and living the way that you want to live your life. And you're doing kind of nothing about it. And you're only getting in your own way. You're literally, you're standing in your own way with your arms out being like, no, <laughs> you can't pass. And then as a result, you're going to feel like, yeah, no, no, you can't come through. And you're going to feel like shit, um, which nobody wants, basically. So number three is if it is a family or loved one that you're creating a boundary with. <laughs> so I know it's all well and good for me to say that you're creating a boundary. Use the formula. Don't use the word I or you even use the word I instead. And that's great with people at work who you have that bit of a kind of little bit of a push off relationship with where, you know, um, and I know you, we don't want anyone getting angry at us and we don't want anyone getting annoyed, but there's less of that personal relationship or there's less of that, you know, feelings and emotions attached than when it is family. So this is the art of meeting the other people's need as well as yours. 
So yes, your need definitely needs to be met, but you also have to meet the need of the other person, i.e. the family member or the friend that's close to you. Because um, you don't want to make them feel like shit, basically. <laughs> because obviously none of us, and that's a big thing. So I think the, the biggest thing that I hear is that people don't want to create boundaries with family members or close friends because they don't want them to think negatively of them or they don't want them to like stop being friends with them or, you know, being be annoyed with them or whatever. But that's because the likelihood is that what they're about to say is, you know, oh, you know, I can't have you calling over now today. And sure, if someone said that to me too, I'd be like, Jesus, <laughs> all right, like that's that's kind of kind of rude. It's kind of harsh. So it's the art of how do we communicate it so that everyone feels like they've been basically given a big hug, <laughs> that they've all been held. So say you're at home, right? And the doorbell rings and it's your sister. She's driving on with the kids for a cuppa and a chat but you were just about to head to the gym. You planned it all day. You know that this is going to totally skew your plans for the rest of the day. It's going to put you under pressure, but you don't want to be rude. I don't want to leave it out. I don't want to be mean. And that's, you know, it's not what it's about. It's not about being rude. We don't want you to be rude. But that doesn't mean that you should leave your healthy lifestyle value, go in the bin, because your sister's now right at the door and you scrap all the plans that you had for yourself. So what do you do? So out of interest, what would you do if your sister had arrived at the door, wasn't part of your, or a family member in general, wasn't part of your plans, you were about to head out to the gym, which you planned all day, you knew it was going to totally skew your plans for the day now if she came in. You don't want to be rude though. So what would you do? Would you leave her in? And be honest, would you leave her in? What would you do? Would you be able to talk to her? Would you be able to say, do you know what, this is going to feck up my plans now? Or, you know, would you find that hard to say to her? So what would you, would you leave her in is the, is the main question I ask. Would it just, would you feel like it's easier? And we will kind of, we'll kind of see then where people are at. I'd put on the kettle, <laughs> straight in the door. I'd let her in, but be annoyed about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you see then, is that a meaningful interaction? So when your sister comes in and if the whole time she's standing there, you're like, fucking bitch. <laughs> how dare she come today unannounced and skew all of my plans that's not going to be a meaningful interaction this is the whole time that she's there you're going to be annoyed so there's no point in having that interaction anyway so I'd say here I have the gym in 30 minutes so yeah so you'd give her a time limit that's a really good one um you know even just saying you know and then it, it still might skew up your plans but it might be a little bit of say leeway for yourself um but yeah so what we don't want to happen is that she comes in and you're resentful of her or that she comes in and you leave the gym go because somebody else has now taken control of your life then say what you want <laughs> definitely and you see this is it is that likely right because what's happened here now is that she's gotten in the way of your value right so she's gotten in the way of the value that you have around health the value that you have around going to the gym the value you have around fitness she's She's standing in front of it, like you were a while ago to self-sabotage. She's standing in front of it now, being like, no, no, I'm the barrier here. And it's just complete panic because you're like, well, I don't want to upset her. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be mean. But then she'll come in and you'll be probably passively, aggressively rude and mean anyway for the whole time she's there. So, you know, it's kind of weighing all these things up, right? So it, it, it's likely that, you know, you'd either leave her in realistically or you'd leave her in be annoyed or you'd leave her in and give her a time limit which is a really good one as well so this is a really effective creating a boundary but meeting the other's needs moment right so she's at the door you're about to head out and you look at her and you say oh so lovely to see you and the kids however i'm actually heading out there in a few minutes so don't have time for a couple right now but how about wednesday morning 
I'll call to you so that we can make sure to give you all the time properly because I just I know I won't have enough time for you today. Offering an alternative while maintaining a boundary, assuming back control, and also setting the precedent for future instances like this, right? So you haven't upset anyone. I wouldn't be upset. I know I wouldn't be upset. I'd be like, Jesus, sorry, girl. Like, I'm totally, you know, I, and as well, my needs will feel like they're met because you've told me that you're going to see me on Wednesday. So I'd be like, oh, she loves me. <laughs> she's going to see me on Wednesday and she's going to give me all the time in the world. So your sister will likely be like, oh God, I'm so sorry. We go, we go and panic. And then you see what might happen. Yeah, I was just going to say this. <laughs> they would be annoyed, right? So likely one thing that could happen as well is that they'd panic and they'd be like, oh, we'll go, we'll go. We're only in the way. We're, we'll go. And you feel bad. And you're like, oh, here we fucking go. Here's the guilt. Um, we're bearing it for a lift. <laughs> yeah. So they'd go into a little bit of victim mode and, you know, you'd feel bad as a result then. And you'd have all this guilt on top of you and you'd be like, oh, shit. So if you feel that this tactic may not work for you, <laughs> so that tactic may work for a couple of people, but it may not work for everyone. So we're kind of going back to what Shannon was saying a while ago. Oh, so it's great to see you and the kids. However, I'm heading out in half an hour. Don't have much time to catch up with you properly. You can come in, but I'll have to fly out the door there at half four, or I can call you Wednesday morning when I have a bit more free time. So again, you're communicating the boundary, keeping control, but also making sure that they're valued and seen as well by taking another day and kind of offering, being like, you know, even if you're telling them 15 minutes, being like, I only have 15 minutes now today, you know, and oh, by all means, come in and have a cup of tea in that time. But like, I don't have as much time as I'd like to give you. And then sure, she's going to be like, sure, she wants to give me loads of time. She loves me. <laughs> she loves me loads. And she's going to feel valued. You're going to feel valued. And you're going to know that you have a little bit of control because this is what happens um, when people go against our boundaries, when people go against our values and things like that, is that we feel like we've lost control. So, so it feels like somebody else is in control of your life, really. If someone's stamping on your boundaries, it feels like somebody else is calling the shots and we don't like it. <laughs> Nobody likes it. Nobody would like that. So, you know, if your sister arrives and she's skewing your plans, of course, it feels like now your life is nearly out of control because sure it is. <laughs> it skewed your plans completely you know what I mean so it's okay so I need to take a breath you know then we're back to the breath take a breath and think about it. so if you're like you're not going to go to the door and just be more than likely you're going to see her car or you're going to see her pull up or whatever it is so take that second to, to ask yourself one of three things <laughs> I wouldn't uh, recommend number one am I going to ignore the door <laughs> number two are you going to communicate the boundary of you know will we meet on Wednesday or Thursday or a day that suits you? So what you're doing there is just pulling back your own schedule, but you're also kind of setting a precedent as well that if she does this, this doesn't mean that she gets free access to your time. So we're going back to that. Nobody has free access to your time. Nobody should. It's not something that we, we think it exists now because of our phones and because of everything else that we think that if we like basically bang on people's door that they're just readily available to us all the time. You don't have to be, you do not have to be. So you know, telling them this actually doesn't work for me, this another day works. Or if you feel like they're going to get pissed off at you being like, I actually only have 20 minutes. By all means, come in, girl, have a cup of tea. But at, for half four, I'm out the gap. Um, I'd love to meet you Wednesday, though, for a bit longer if you had more time. So more than likely, if you're telling them that you're going to have more time with them, they'll probably go to option two anyway. But you, if you feel that they'll be less annoyed by being like, oh, come in, come in. Yeah, no weather, but I'm gone. But, you know. So it's important to maintain the boundary because what will happen, right, if you say, 
leave her in, leave her stay for the hour and a half, two hours, livid, sitting there absolutely fuming, um, is that, first of all, you'll only be annoyed. I uh, wonder would this work for the kids. <laughs> um, so you'll just be sitting there, you'll be annoyed, you'll be pissed off. And, you know, it, 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 it doesn't help your relationship, first of all, because you're going to resent her a little bit for, for fecking up your day. You're also going to know that you didn't go to the gym. So you probably, like, if this is what's happening, we'll say if we're sticking with this scenario, you didn't go to the gym, so you're going to feel guilty about that. And then you're going to be like, oh, this, I'm always the same. I never go to the gym. <laughs> this is always what happens to me. Something always gets in the way. And then we have the stop process, right? So this is why, you know, boundaries and communicating them is so important. Because if you let somebody else pull the strings on your life and you let somebody else have the, the, the gift of your time whenever you want to give it. You can't do what you want to do. <laughs> you can't get what you need to get done done if you're allowing other people to have free access to your time. What would you say if someone brought buns and you were made feel like <laughs> This is actually such a common one as well. Like, you see, this is, it's just so hard, you know, because family always means so well. They, they really do. They mean really well. But sometimes they're all a bit clueless because when we're on a like kind of self-development journey or when we're discovering a little bit more about ourselves or when we're going down a new physical route or whatever nobody else is going with you unless they're on the program as well so you know you're learning all these new habits you're learning all these new ways of being you're learning you know how to be healthier you're learning all these things about your mindset but nobody else is <laughs> so you have all of these new tools and you know when you start talking about them people are probably like all right girl you know jesus good for you because they're not doing it so there's probably like a little bit of resentment there's a little bit of annoyance even in some of them and you don't even know how to get them on the same page as you but the reality is that you can't because they're not on the same page as you so sometimes we have to realize that our family and our friends even though we love them dearly we love them dearly but they're not on the same trajectory as you are because you've taken this opportunity to work with Giselle to kind of say, improve your life, improve your relationship with food, improve your relationship with exercise, improve your relationship with your mind and all those kind of things. And other people aren't doing that. So they may still do shitty things. <laughs> and, you know, like it is, it is, it is annoying as well. So, cause it is, it goes against our boundaries, goes against our values and our new values. Cause we don't have to keep the, whole, the same values the rest of our lives either. So we can get new ones. And if someone comes in and they've brought you buns, and you feel bad and you know you're thinking about it and you're kind of like okay you know what I, I think I need to eat one of these I think I, I think I don't know what to do what would you do Giselle what would you do genuinely what would you what would your first reaction be would you eat them <laughs> eat half depends what kind of bun it is <laughs> yeah so you will know who you're dealing with right so I know for me right if it's my sister and she brought buns I could probably say to her look I'm after a really big lunch I actually oh I couldn't possibly look at something else there now thank you though I really appreciate you bringing it I'm going to put them in the cabinet there for later really appreciate that and she wouldn't think anything of it but that's her right my mother however would nearly come over and shove it into my mouth and be like eat it bun you know so it's it's knowing your audience as well so if if you have someone who's kind of going to be like oh okay whatever you know then you'll know how to speak to them. But if it's someone like, you know, a mammy <laughs> or someone who is a little bit more sensitive as well, you know, can you just eat a little bit? You know, we do have 
extra calories in the day we do and like it's not the that if you feel like it's going across your boundary to be fair now right so you're weighing up two things here it's like a scales right so it's the the negative and positive fallout right so what's what's the positive fallout if you say no to the bun whatsoever is i don't know you're sticking to your calories or whatever it is right and you know i i don't want to have the bun and whatever but what's the what's the negative fallout is they get pissed off they get really annoyed you know she'll get really upset she'll feel like you know she brought them over for no reason and she'll be whatever so if one outweighs the other right this is where you have to figure out what where your boundaries lie right is that if you feel like communicating the boundaries actually going to cause more issues than just eating two bites out of the bun than just eat two bites out of the bun you know what I mean like you do not need to create extra drama for yourself and extra like chaos for yourself in your life either but your boundary might be not eating the whole bun you know it doesn't mean as you said Giselle you could eat the half but it doesn't mean that you have to like give in and surrender to the person but it does mean that actually do you know what I know her no matter what I say to her, she's going to be pissed off. She's going to feel really, make me feel really guilty. I'm going to upset her. I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to take like, I'm going to take a, a knife. I'm going to slice off an eighth of it. I'm going to pop it in my mouth. And then I'm going to distract the conversation towards something else that she feels valued. I know that I'm not going to eat the whole bun and I'll kind of make sure everyone's happy. But then the boundary may actually just be up here now. So the negative fallout of how you know she's going to react and how upset she'll get and how guilty and all that you know that might be down here and it might be actually you know what it's really important to me that she stops fucking doing this <laughs> and that might be something that's like if that's the one thing that's screaming in your head is would she ever stop fucking bringing buns if that's the one thing that's coming on being like god this is, this is so hard now just these are going to be in the house for the rest of the week this is going to skew me for the rest of the week then that's more important is communicating it regardless of you know the negative fallout is if if that's screaming at you you need to communicate it they're not mind readers nobody is a mind reader she can't know so if if you feel like you know what she brings second buns every week i feel obliged to eat them i don't even enjoy them i just end up eating them out of obligation you know i end up mindlessly snacking on it because it's there and i feel bad and i feel like i need to eat them you have to communicate it to her and even if she gets annoyed she'll get over it she's your mom or she's your family member whoever she is she'll get over it but at the end of the day you have to think about the fallout so if you don't communicate it what's going to happen it's the same as not doing your workouts right she's probably going to bring buns again <laughs> she's more than likely going to come up with a, a new freshly baked tray of scones and be like here you go and then you're going to have said nothing three or four times in a row now and you're going to be like oh right okay I, i'm not going to say it now either but if you communicate it once so the just say to her just be my very kind again going back to meeting her needs meeting your needs and you know making a conversation oh it's so kind of you to have uh, made buns like you're so so thoughtful that way at the moment I am actually on this like fitness journey I'm I'm with this girl Giselle she's a coach uh, do you want to see actually this is what I'm kind of learning at the moment I probably won't eat the buns today I really appreciate you making them um but i sure i can give them to the kids i can give them to my partner or just say whoever you know and in that moment you're saying i really appreciate it somebody else will eat them <laughs> i'm not going to eat them because if the negative fallout of it is more important to you you have to communicate it because she's going to keep bringing them <laughs> and if she's if the fact that she keeps bringing them is going to drive you over the edge you have to say something nobody can read your mind and you can sit there and you can 
aggressively cut your butt all you want and you can slam on the table and give her a dirty look. She can't read your body language unless you say something to her. She's going to think she's doing the world good. Just say to her, you know what? I really appreciate it. I really appreciated you bringing it here for me. This is actually what I'm doing at the moment. Have a look, have a look at what I'm, you know, my progress or have a look and make her feel involved. She feels valued in, you know, and she's like, geez. And then she might come back with like protein balls next week, you know. So like, just let her know, inform her, let her know what's happening and just be like, oh, you know, I, I'm not on a restrictive journey by any means. And, you know, my diet's really important to me. And I'm just learning so much about food and nutrition at the moment that I just, you know, this isn't part of it now. And I really appreciate it. I'll give them to everyone else here. You know, uh, these are kind of some of the snacks that I'm eating at the moment. Here you go. And then just kind of show her, inform her, make her feel valued, make her feel part of the journey with you, as opposed to saying, stop fucking cooking me buns. Because <laughs> you'll only you'll only upset her and nobody needs that. So if you can at all, no matter how, what way you need to communicate it. So if this keeps happening, you're going to need to communicate it. But there, there's other ways as well. So it's all about practice. It's all about thinking about what you're going to say before you say it as well. So, you know, this is why it's important to not react in the moment. So if she's brought buns before then think about it. okay i'm probably going to see her now on wednesday she's probably going to come with a tray of buns for fuck's sake what can i say to her have it rehearsed have it like a script and have it ready to go and then there's no room for error you'll have thought it through enough that you know you won't gonna you're not gonna send her over the edge altogether but you also need to get it out there or else you're gonna live your life like that it's like the workouts there's going to be a negative fallout and something's going to happen regardless whether you communicate it or whether you don't something's going to happen right so say another big thing that comes in with this as well is with friends and nights out so i know a lot of people on say fitness journeys and they find it hard to say no to a night out so you know they they'll think i'm a loser or um the the other side that i i won't be able to to see them as well so a lot of people be like oh, sure i won't see them they only all we ever do is go out like you know so the same principle applies sorry guys can't make it tonight would love to see you all though is anyone around for a coffee tuesday morning right so you're pulling back control, right? So the first part of it, you're pulling back control. I can't make it tonight. Would love to see you all though. Pulling back the control yourself. Is anyone around for coffee on a Tuesday morning is the important piece. Because if you can't see them, so if you don't see them outside of nights out, have you ever tried to? <laughs> or do you allow for this to happen? You know what I mean? Have you ever communicated to try something else? Have you ever asked them, would they like to go for a walk or you know, go for a coffee or go for a lunch or something instead? And then you're assuming control, but you're also setting the precedence that this this actual next interaction is not going to be about drink because this isn't the only connection that we have with each other. And I want us to have a different connection. So I'd like us to do this. So even if it's like, you know, going as far as planning something and being like, lads, I'd love us all and something not alcohol related, not night out related, planning something. I'd love us all to do this, lads. Would you be happy to come with me? get the numbers in and then you're getting that connection with them you're assuming control back and you're able to maintain that boundary where you're not like going on the lash every weekend just to try and keep the friendship going because this is one of the biggest things that when you're you're you feel like you're flying and you're you're like oh I've learned I'm, I'm doing loads I'm doing my steps every day I'm four workouts a week and then you get to the weekend you're like Boom. <laughs> okay I'm out all weekend and then on one day you're fighting the fear back like this literally being like please get away I am absolutely traumatized here sitting like anxiety through the roof and I don't even know how to think about myself and then you lose a day you lose more than a day you lose yeah the beer fear you lose two days at least to the beer fear or the anxiety or whatever you want to call it we we, we by all means 
it happens we we still get it and whatever but if it's something that you want to reduce your intake of or if it's something where you want to reduce the amount of times you go out and drink and all of those kind of things this can be a really good way to do it you'll still be able to see your friends but you have to communicate that boundary with them and it's not that you have to go up to them and say I don't want to go out drinking with you as much as you go out drinking because you drink too much and all you want to do other things sure of course they're going to be like well fuck you <laughs> you know so it's it's important the delivery of that as well so you know sorry guys can't make tonight would love to see you all though meeting the two values meeting the two people is anyone around for a coffee tuesday morning back control this fits my schedule and it's something that i want to do i'm putting it out there let's think about it and then it's up to them so the next thing then is stop apologizing to everyone for everything so i know already that they as women we it's like our disposition is that it's you know it's the classic you're walking down the, the road and you like bump into a pole and you're like oh sorry 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 you know we just it's like our go-to we say sorry for literally breathing at this stage you do not have to apologize and provide massive reasons for everything so no is a complete sentence it's a full sentence <laughs> you don't then need to like you know tell them your blood type and tell them you know every story since you were five years old no is a complete sentence if you want vitamin no yes it's a full sentence if you want it to be and I, I realise, genuinely, I do, I realise that's hard to do. And it definitely takes some practice. But the more we actually say sorry and give these 15 reasons why we can't make it, the more that it actually it looks like a plea. <laughs> We're nearly on our knees being like, please be friends with me. <laughs> and it doesn't really look like a boundary anymore. Because boundaries need to be that little bit firmer. It's like, it's like going in and being like, and just like a little pat in the back, but a little rub. It's just a little bit firmer, but you still, you're still giving the love, but you're giving the love to yourself too, which is the important part. So apologizing doesn't necessarily change how the other person may feel about you as well. So we often think that if we apologize, oh sure, then they'll know that I'm really sincere about it and that I really didn't want to upset them and that, you know, they'll understand then that it was just this freak thing that got in the way and I, you know, I'm really sorry and oh my God, you know, completely vomiting at them, right? So let's compare these two boundaries, right? I'm really sorry I won't be able to attend the meeting. I've been absolutely swamped. I know this meeting was so important to you. I was really, really hoping that I could make it. I, I, I know we need to get some things prepared now. I know that we have stuff to do and I feel so bad that I'm cancelling on you last minute. Your time is so precious. I hate disrespecting it. I'm so sorry. Even I'm tired after saying it. Or just saying, I'm sorry, something just came up. I won't be able to attend the meeting. Hope that I can join next time. You know you don't have to give people 16 reasons why you can't be there you don't have to justify yourself no is a complete sentence and to be honest if you go back to boundary number one the likelihood is that you'll probably come across as a little bit of a walkover that they'll be like now she owes me she owes me one now and people in work especially will do this they'll be like oh she remember when you didn't make that the other day and you let me down <laughs> well here I am now back for my payment because you've made it feel like that you've made it feel like it's this kind of thing where you need to nearly show up to 200,000 percent the next time even though it's completely understandable for you for something to come up and for you to not be able to attend the meeting but instead you've given them so many reasons now that they're like well I can use this going forward this is fine get on to her now tomorrow when I need that done that's great and they'll bank it you know what I mean so no is a complete sentence just communicate the boundary, feck them. The more you give, the more is expected of you, exactly. So, you know, 
if you're trying to go to everything all the time, if you're trying to be involved in everything all the time, if you're trying to also do everything for yourself, if you're trying to be a good worker, if you're trying to be a good mom, you're trying to be a good friend and all these things, you're going to get tired. You have to balance your time. You have to balance your energy and you have to make sure it's all about balance, Giselle. You know this. You call this this. She knows. And this is what it's all about. If you don't find the balance, there's going to be some things that take priority some weeks more than others. You just have to go with that sometimes, but you have to check where are your boundaries? Can you can you make them a bit stronger? Can they be a bit more foundated? So last thing, stop apologizing. <laughs> stop apologizing for breathing. Stop apologizing for breathing. We do not need to be sorry about, you know, not being able to make something or, you know, of course we can say, you know, I'm sorry, I can't make it. We can say sorry once, but you don't need to then, you know, give them all the reasons. You don't need to be saying it again and again and again to really get in how much sorry you are. You know, you don't need to do that. And it only just invalidates yourself as well. And it makes you feel kind of shit at the end because you're probably, even you saw, I was nearly anxious by the end of it, reading that one out. Like, it's just, it's hard going. So the last thing that I want to chat to you about is practice then, right? So boundaries don't come easy. It's not something that comes naturally to any of us. I was going to say a lot of us, but actually any of us. It doesn't come naturally to anyone. To wake up in the morning and be like, I'm an expert in boundaries. It just doesn't happen, you know? So throughout the session, you'll have no doubt picked up little phrases, ways of communicating, whatever it is, whether it's the formula, whether it's the, you know, just saying you instead of I, or whether it's um, the things around friendships or whatever, or the alcohol, like whatever it is. There are probably things where it hit home a little bit more than others, whether it be around the nights out, whether it be around the buns and the sister, whatever it is, or, you know, the work kind of situation, there will be something where you're like, oh, fuck's sake, I know I do that all the time, or I apologize all the time, or I overcompensate or whatever it is. Experiment. Try it in the mirror. Practice before a stressful work call. There's no shame in practicing something, especially like this, and making sure that we can effectively communicate our values and our needs. That is like it's fundamental. There are needs. <laughs> there are things that we need in our lives. There are things that are really important to us, and we're we're struggling to communicate them because we don't practice them. So we don't feel like it's important to practice uh, to practice anything when it comes to communication. It so is. It so is. If they're not met, if your needs aren't met, we end up feeling like our self worth is damaged. It's really important, you know. Of course, your self worth is going to be damaged. Of course, it's going to be a little kick to your self worth every single time that you know somebody steps over your boundaries or steps over your head. Of course, it is. So you have to practice. So if you have a supportive partner at home, and you know that you're going to have a hard conversation, or if you have a friend or whoever, family member, whatever, try it out with them. So if you're going to have a hard conversation with your boss, get them to pretend to be your boss, and it can actually just be a bit of fun as well. You know, you can be like, right, you know tell them as well what way you expect them to respond so my boss is a bit of a dick <laughs> he's going to say this this and this more than likely so will you react like that and I'm going to try and maintain my boundaries I'm just going to try communicate back to you and I'm going to see how it goes and let them do it and then that person as well that's in your life will feel like they're valued that you're you're involving them in this boundary creation they'll feel very important but also you're practicing so that the, when you do it so if you're we all know that when we have to communicate things to our bosses, we'd be shitting it. So you will feel way less anxious. So practice completely melts away anxiety. And that's just the, the truth of it. It's the same if you were to think about, you know, the first time that you ever did a workout, you know, you were probably like, hell? or you went to the gym or whatever it is, you were probably like, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't know how to do this. This is too hard or whatever it is because you don't know how to do it. This is the exact same. If you don't know how to do it, 
take all the tools that I've given you here now, take all the tools that you tell you all the time and practice it. And don't practice it in real time when it's happening. That's too late because emotions are involved in. Have a couple of boundaries banked in, banked in, banked in. So get, you know, get, get a person to pretend to be whoever it is that you want to have to have a hard conversation with. The more that you've tried and tested it, the better it will come out in the day. It's the same for thinking of the other person's responses. You know, what could they say to it? How would I handle it if they said that? It boosts your confidence because you know that you're going to be able to handle it. So that's the biggest thing that comes, like even when we go back to the, the biggest obstacle, like we were talking about earlier, the biggest thing is that you don't know what they're going to say. And if you troubleshoot maybe one or two things that you expect them to say, and you know that you'll be able to cope, that is the biggest thing. First of all, I can tell you now, you'll all be able to cope. <laughs> the world will not melt for us communicating boundaries, I can tell you that. And people will respect you a hell of a lot more for doing it. But also telling yourself beforehand, I can cope, I've done hard things before, whatever it is. My last two sentences then, and I, will, I, I know it's late, everyone's minds are probably turning off here now. But my last two sentences that I urge you to take note of when it comes to boundaries and communications are, first of all, go back to it. No one is a mind reader. So if you're thinking that people will guess how they should behave based on how you are acting, it won't happen. So it's a classic, you know, you're sitting at home, your, your partner, your husband, your boyfriend, whoever, or your girlfriend, whoever, they're sitting and you're like, are you okay? You're like, I'm fine. Fine, you fucking prick. And you're seething on the inside. You're absolutely fucking fuming. But you're like, he should just know. He should just guess now by the way I'm acting. I've been acting like this since it happened. He should know. No one's a psychic, lads. <laughs> we don't have these abilities. You have to communicate your needs if you want them met. It's your responsibility. You are responsible for communicating your own needs. And taking a breath, nobody deserves immediate access to your time, okay? And the last thing, it's a phrase to think about. If you were thinking about it in 24 hours, communicate it in 48, okay? So if something happens to you today and you get upset about it and somebody's pissed you off, you feel like they've they've kind of went out of value or went out of boundary a little bit and you're kind of like, mm, doesn't sit with me well. And if still 24 hours later bothering you, communicate it within the 48 hours or else you leave it go and it'll affect your self-worth and you feel like shit. You can re reenact it all you want in the shower. <laughs> you can go to bed absolutely fuming about how you never said it, but the reality is if you're doing that, you are not having the real conversation. People generally don't mind boundaries at all once they're communicated well. Once you have the formula, once you like have met both people's needs it gives people structure and it gives people limits which is so important because without them people end up doing whatever they want to some degree and you lose control and people overstep so don't let things fester without communicating that it's bothered you the only person I'll go back to it the only person you're going to hurt there is yourself so let me know what you think of that say is there is there any takeaways that you'll be able to implement is this does this make sense <laughs> um you know is there even any boundaries that you feel like you'd you'd be able to start thinking about creating that would be important to you do you have any questions i am happy to take any questions whether it be around boundaries communication or anything else um yeah let's get a couple of things into the the chat box anything that kind of jumped out or any questions you have or anything around boundaries or communication definitely need to start saying no and stop apologizing yeah and it's hard so like start always start as well if you're someone who struggles with saying no if you're a bit of a people pleaser and you struggle with just saying no in general start with the people who are closest to you start start easy you know don't be starting with like people that you know are a bit of a dick <laughs> and they might give you a bad response start with people that you care about and that care about you start there 
Uh, biggest takeaway is not answering straight away. Yeah, nobody deserves easy access to your time. It's precious. We all have to mind our own time. We need to mind our own energy. And if, you know, like, for example, if I was to have this talk there now and wherever my phone is, if if my phone was to light up and I used to be like, seconds there, guys, someone gave me a text, you know, that's so disrespectful. And this is kind of what we do in general life as well. We kind of were like, oh, they, they just text me there, so I have to get back to them immediately. Well, you don't. <laughs> you do not. And it's the same in a, in a communication. If someone's pissed you off and you don't know in that moment why they're after pissing you off, but you know you're angry, you know you're annoyed, you know that something's, I, I don't know, but I'm fucking pissed off. Go away, go to the toilet, have your little fight in there, figure it out and go back and tell them then. Go back when you're ready. Go back when you've taken a breath. Go back when you can manage the situation in a way that you want to manage it. I feel exposed. <laughs> I must have a walkover written on my head sometimes. And that's really hard, you know. But there is an element of people pleasing with a lot of us as well. Um, you know, like it, it, sometimes it's easier. You know, it is it is easier sometimes to just be like, ah, yeah. Ah, yeah, I'll just go along with it. But it really does kick you in the head with the self-worth piece. And your self-esteem starts going down and down and down and down until you feel like you're actually worth nothing. And then that's harder. I can tell you now it's harder to feel like you're worth nothing than to say fucking no. <laughs> you know, so like think of the negative fallout. It's the same as what I was saying last time. If you don't do the workouts, what's going to happen? You'll eventually gain weight. Right. If you don't say no. You'll feel like shit about yourself and you'll feel like you have really low self-esteem. There's a fallout to absolutely everything even if you just don't do it. So it's up to you. It's, and I do feel like boundaries and communication is more of a responsibility than it is of anything else. It's a responsibility to yourself, to your mental health, to your physical health, to everything, to be able to communicate what you need, to be able to be heard. It's It goes back to like the hierarchy of needs, Maslow's one. It's literally one of the, the human needs is to be heard and to be to, to be pre- like to for our needs to be met <laughs> so you know being a people pleaser can be easier shorter but I can tell you for a fact it's definitely not easier long term so practice 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 you know goes hand in hand with what we're all trying to do in the journey it, it 100% does all you want to do is feel good about ourselves we all do Everyone wants to feel like they're confident. Everyone wants to feel, you know, that they can have this really good relationship with themselves. And if you are someone who allows other people to call the shots in your life, you have no hope of being that confident person that you want to be because you need to be the one person who is the leader in your own life. You don't want other people telling you how to live your life. You don't want other people having that control. You have that control. That is up to <laughs> yeah, preach. <laughs> it's up to you to take those reins back if somebody else is taking them periodically. It's just that's all boundaries are is being like, no, no, no. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I don't like the direction this is going. I'd like to like pivot towards here. That's all. And you know, I'm sure all of the ways that I created a, a boundary this evening and all the ways that I communicated, none of you would have fallen out with me. You know, none of you would have, you know, been like, oh, what a bitch. <laughs> you know, and realistically, if you think about people in your life who communicate boundaries effectively, who, who, if you think about people who communicate really effectively in your life, the reality is you probably respect them a lot. That you're like, I actually know exactly what she expects of me. I know exactly what, uh, what way to show up with her. I know how she feels about me. I know how I feel about her. I know where I stand. We like limits as people, like we, we really do. So you're all you're doing is giving people the limits because if you don't give them, people take you from this. <laughs> And they create their own limits, which are way past the boundaries of what we actually want them to be. So 
thank you for your feedback. Um, if there's no other questions, by all means, pop them in here now. I'm happy to answer anything. Um, but it was, it was lovely talking to you, ladies. I love talking to you. Uh, you're a lovely, responsive bunch. Um, and I hope this helps. And, you know, I'll, um, I, I'm, I'm glad that you liked it. Um, I'll send, uh, Giselle, I'll send you something, just a little bit on values and stuff like that, that you can just pop in so that people can just like, you know, um, have a look at it yourself. And I would, I would kind of recommend just even thinking after this being like, Jesus, what are my values? Because if you don't think about them, you won't know what they are. You know what I mean? So think about things that you hold dear in your life, that if someone went against it, that it would piss you off and think about it professionally, personally, all of those kind of things. What are the things that are important to you? And what would, you know, what's important for you to, to, to make sure that people hear about you? And, you know, how can you start introducing that into your life, basically? And it's not something that you ever think about unless somebody tells you to think about it. <laughs> You don't you don't wake up one morning of a Wednesday being like, oh sure, just I'm gonna think about my values today. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> so yeah, no, definitely. Just go away, think about your values over the next week, even. What are my values? If someone went against something and it pissed me off, what would that be? You know, and and I'll I'll send something to get your your brains going on that as well. Um, but I'm glad that you all enjoyed it. Um, and I hope to see you again soon as well. Um, and I hope you all have a lovely Christmas because I probably won't be talking to you now. So, um, yeah, I'll leave you all go, I suppose. And I'll probably chat to you in January or February or something like that in the new year. January, you, you think that we book rebook back in? Oh, shit, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was it the 18th? Uh, it is, yeah, yeah, the 18th of January, I think. Thank you. So yeah. yeah, so we're back again then. So if you have anything that's niggling around in your mind, tell Giselle. <laughs> I'll come back in, I'll talk about it. Um, but have a wonderful Christmas. Enjoy it, lads. Christmas is there to be enjoyed. And one thing that I'll tell you that's totally unrelated to stop is that Christmas is a week out of the fucking year. Enjoy it. It's not going to totally derail you. You'll be all right. You know, we'll 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 figure it out in January. We'll get all our steps back. We'll do all our work. I'm so worry. Enjoy Christmas. Enjoy it. Seriously, enjoy it. Thanks, Emily. Thank you so much. Loved it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you soon. See you soon, lads. Bye. 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 Bye.